0: Hi, I'm Jane O'Reilly and this is Ageless. I'm 40 and my life is just getting started. I'm here to share real talk and real experiences about how to live life ageless. Nothing's off the table. You know the vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to Ageless. I'm Jaina Riley, and today I am joined by Jennifer Busalaki. She is an author who was born and raised in San Diego, California. She graduated from Pepperdine University with a BA in communications. After working briefly in Los Angeles in the entertainment industry, she returned home to San Diego. She currently resides with her 15-year-old twins and enjoys watching them compete in sports and do the things that they love in life. Jennifer continues to live in gratitude for the life God has given her. And she has a new book out called Retails Stories from the Dressing Rooms. And she's here to talk about it. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me, Jana. I appreciate it. Yes, of course. And I'm so excited about your new book. I gave it a read. I love it. It was so entertaining. And, you know, I guess give us a quick synopsis of the book. Well, it is little short stories um from
1: working in a high end retail um store. Uh I used to come home from working and I would just tell funny stories or you know, stories that shocked me basically over and over uh to my mom or to my grandma and finally they were like, You need to you need to write a book, basically. Um, because the shenanigans that happen every day were really out of control. Um, I felt like sometimes I was in a, like Quentin Tarantino movie or, um, just, it it was just insane. So between the stylists and the customers, I was, uh, honestly, I was shocked.
0: Uh, I actually went back into the retail world, so I know exactly what you mean. People are so interesting. But I haven't had any experiences like the ones that are in your book. So I encourage everyone to pick up The Retail Stories from the Dressing Rooms by Jennifer. And uh, how did your book, like how did it come to life? What was your process? I, uh, well, first of all, I always
1: write um, with pencil and paper. Um, so I know that's an unusual thing. I'm like old school. I've been writing since third grade. I've always wanted to be a writer. So, it's kind of been in the back of my head. Um, I would just jot down like ideas or little scenarios or things so that I would remember um when I came home from work. Um, so I don't know. Like when you know, funny people would come in or like a homeless person would come in and drop her bag at the door and walk around the store, I would you know, just remember in detail specifics about that person or, you know, like her jeans were ripped or, you know, she had a can of tobacco in her back pocket, you know, or, or something, you know, what the security security would do, things like that. And I would just write it down. I always carry a notebook in my purse. So I would run to the back and write down real quick, you know, things that were happening.
0: And then you would. when did you compile the book though? Like when did you jump off and do this?
1: I worked there for about six months and then I decided, you know what, I have had enough and it's time to just begin writing. And I, you know, took some time between jobs. You know, I, I went from retail to writing, um, at night. Actually I would, I would write, my kids would be like, what are you doing, mama? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. I have to get it done. I have to get it done. And then, um, so it went fast but i wanted it to be a little longer so i didn't know which specific stories i was going to do um because there were so many and and i had to remember i wanted to just do in detail and it was and it was kind of hard because i was like okay i want to remember each specific one in detail but it was hard to explain in detail because i wanted to portray it to the reader Um, so they felt like they were actually Seeing what I was seeing each day, um, so I would write at night, and then during the day I would think, okay, maybe I need to elaborate on that character, or elaborate on that person, or elaborate on the scene in the in the store, um, and then basically between you know little jobs because um, I never have a nine to five. I just I just can't. I'm creative brained, and it's just too much for me to sit at a nine
0: to five job. Can you read us one of your favorite chapters in the book? I just feel like this is what a book review is all about. <laughs> I, I definitely can. Um,
1: I had three and I was like, oh my gosh, let's narrow it down, narrow it down. Um, okay. So one of my favorite chapters is, is titled Tweakers. Uh, so, Okay. And a lot of the a lot of the shifts that I had were nighttime shifts, and it seems like all of the things happened in the evening. I don't know why. And the store closed at nine, so basically at uh, eight fifty we would start having the. Um, or oh, I'm sorry, I closed at ten, so at nine fifty everything would start, you know, closing up, and the and the things would announce the closing. So okay, here's tweakers. One evening, the door opened, and a pair of tweakers pushed a grocery store shopping cart into the store. A tweaker is a person who is on methamphetamine, which is commonly known as speed. A person on speed usually sweats a lot, has dilated pupils, talks incessantly, and usually they are talking to themselves. It's a sad situation, but in the retail world, it is comical. The two tweakers seem to have paranoia. They were scratching themselves and grabbing stuff to throw into the grocery cart. I work on the second floor, so this couple brought the cart up the escalator. I guess they didn't realize we had an elevator. They grabbed two of everything they wanted, no matter the size. The duo touched and explored each piece of clothing as if they had not seen a piece of clothing before. Their pile of clothes was getting out of control as they shopped while mumbling to themselves. I chose to watch the situation from afar. I didn't want to be the lucky sales associate that had to deal with them. After the two shoppers collected their massive pile of clothing, they headed to the dressing rooms. They needed one of the stylist's large rooms to fit their grocery cart. Both were sweating so badly that their clothes were soaking and their odor became unbearable. Their couple had sores on their bodies, indicating they must have been longtime users of meth. The sales associate assisting them listened to them ramble about topics that had nothing to do with clothing. Tweakers don't realize they are talking and sweating. They assume they look normal and don't realize that people are staring at their odd behavior. The tweakers went into the dressing room but exited in a few seconds later. The tweakers were a funny bunch. They came in all twacked back and too fidgety to focus on trying on clothing. Undercover security was nowhere to be found. Our store policy was that the customer came first, so technically, they were not stealing and might pay for the clothes. They moved on to kids, sportswear, and lingerie, stacking pajamas, bras, panties, and blankets in their cart. They ended up in sportswear, unloaded a pile onto the counter, and paid for their items. The manager rang it up, and I helped fold and bag their shopping spree. How did I even get involved? I wanted them to get the fuck out of the store so we could close.
0: Oh my God, I don't know how you dealt with that. Was this like right before the store closed? Yeah, we close and then at
1: 10 minutes till there's an announcements that says the store will be closing in 10 minutes. Please exit the premises. And for some reason, uh, there's two announcements and people need to exit the premises and this store is locked up and then no registers are allowed to close until the last person has gone. And um, unfortunately that means the top floor, the bottom floor, all of the departments. And so it doesn't matter. Like if somebody's hiding in the dress rooms, you know, hiding in the bathrooms, everybody has to do a search of everybody. Well, they hid. So we had issues with trying to get them out of the store. Now they did pay, which was nice. Um, I don't know if they know what they were paying for, because it was in all different you know departments they went to kids sportswear pajamas i mean and i worked in the couture collectors department so it could have been any sizes you know they were they weren't like i said they were twacked back they had no clue on what was happening um so their pile and and where do they get a grocery cart coming up the escalator i mean Right. Honestly, who who rolls in with that? I don't know. Who
0: does that?
1: <laughs> who so, does that? I don't know. I mean, we had bikes come in. We had <laughs> grocery carts. I have one chapter called the druggy
0: Buggy. It was, I mean- I loved that one too. Yeah. And the bike, I remember that from one of your stories. And I love how you've they're little they're like mini articles kind of like Mm -hmm. sex in the city and that's what I loved about your book it was just a really quick read and Mm -hmm. fun and I just really loved it you've done such a great job
1: I um I mean it is it's a short read it's kind of like a boutique book and eventually I hope to like get it into boutiques but it's you know it's it is a boutique book it's not like it's not a it's not a huge like You're going to have to ponder life very much. It's not going to change the world. Um, It's It's going to give you a laugh. It is. And I've seen it, you know, so far my friends have it in like their little um, sugar, sugaring shops and, you know, they're supporting me a lot with it. And I, uh, I just basically wrote it for fun. Hopefully people get a laugh. There is bad language in it. My mom was like, you're so well-educated. Why are you using such bad language? And I'm thinking, mama, it's okay.
0: Like, <laughs> Maybe people no, it's will okay. enjoy it. <laughs> it's the way that you use it. It's the yeah. way that you use it mm-hmm. that... Shows your intelligence, I think, and I think you used it well. It's sprinkled in there really well, and I, you know what? I love the word "fuck." It's one of my favorite words. It, it is, mine too.
1: My <laughs> you know like, what I mean? My kids were like, "Stop <laughs> using the word." So my my twins don't use bad language, which is good. I mean, because I do. <laughs> I love the back of the back of the book is one of my favorite. You know, I came up with writing. I love the back of the book, the the synopsis on the back of it. It's really cute. So it's cute. I've got
0: the book in my Mm -hmm. hands right now. Mm -hmm. I was reading along with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: There's just debaucherous acts and people just conduct themselves in a poor way. Like it's not like the nineteen fifties where, you know, I Love Lucy, you know, went shopping, had gloves on and I you know, I wanted to relate it back to like the I Love Lucy Dick Van Dyke. It was an event. Yeah, and it was an event nicely and Now they just roll in literally with, I'm, it's devastating to me sometimes.
0: Well, I love that you said shopping has gone to hell in a Chanel handbag. It's lost (laughs) all its glamour, glitz, and glory. That's adorable. Yes,
1: it, it, it has. And, you know, and people are rude and we're here to just be kind to each other. And I don't know what happened, you know, and yet. The store sells a lot. you know, some of the stylists are selling 1.3 million in in clothing. I mean, that's huge.
0: It's insane. Uh, I love the name you came up with uh, <laughs> Bloom's Drums. That was <laughs> so cute. And you know what I loved that you broke down all of the characters before you went into the stories.
1: Yeah, and literally, that is them to a T. I don't think they've realized it yet, which is fine.
0: <laughs> are these fictitious names or are these actual names? No, those
1: are fictitious. Yes, those are fictitious. But um, they definitely, literally go specifically with um, yeah, their names. Or, I mean, they go with the characters for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it was – It's such a great read. Like I said, I was so entertained and I'm just so proud of you. So let's sidestep for a minute. I I know you mentioned the twins. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance your personal and professional life? Okay, well. well, Twins and uh, at the age they're in.
1: Well, it's it's been hectic this last year. Um, I have to say the kids always come first. They always have. Um, So, and then I schedule accordingly. I, um, this year has been hectic because we've been applying for high schools and that literally has taken up a majority of the time. Like I said, I don't usually have a nine to five job. So I kind of just dilly dally around (laughs) stuff, you know, and find things I can do. Um, but it is, it's the kids, the kids have always come first and I work around their schedules, their lives, but as I get older, um, I'm going to try to settle into to more of me, um, and try to find more time for myself. And even, you know, my daughter even says, you know, mama, you need to find more time for yourself because we're getting older, but you know, their, their schedules always come first and that's kind of how I balance that. I, it's more towards them and less towards me. I don't know if that's.
0: <laughs> no, that's beautiful. And inspiring, and you're yeah. a really good mom. <laughs> a really good mom. Um, I love what you shared in your about page in your book that you live in gratitude for the life God has given you. Do you have a spiritual practice?
1: I try, you know, I've been through a lot um, in the last like five years. Um, I've lost my dad, and um, so I've tried, you know, to to switch things up, you know, when things get negative, I try to try to literally be more in gratitude like um gratitude list and try to be um you know, share you know, I am Christian, so I try to like fall back on, you know, prayer and meditation. Although meditation is hard for me. I don't I don't meditate that well. On honestly, it's like a difficult thing, but they say like prayer is, you know, asking God for something. And then meditation is listening for the answers, which is hard because sometimes answers don't come and, and since I can't meditate that well, you know, it's hard, but you know, I do enjoy, it's been rainy lately. So I do enjoy the sound of rain and that kind of puts me in a trance. So I do enjoy the sound of rain and I do enjoy, you know, getting grounded, um, because it's funny I I'm not into astrology that much but I am a Capricorn and capricorns are meant to be like grounded so their feet in the in the like like planted yes. so I've tried to to like just try different things just to to be grateful I guess for life because um, it is precious and a lot of people can get negative and and just like I said in the book it's you get um, discouraged, and if you get discouraged, then it's harder to, I guess, function. So you can't, you can't just. You have to be grateful for the little things.
0: Absolutely, I can't have negativity around me because mm-hmm. I take it on. And, yeah, ugh, optimism always wins. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't have an. I just can't have it around me.
1: Yeah, can't have it I, around me, I know it's it's true. I mean. And I'm an empath, Empath, you know, like, and it's, and that makes it even harder because then I feel everybody's stuff and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I can't stop. Like, I can't take yours and mine and, and theirs. And so just, I need to, like, everybody just keep yourself at bay and, and I'm going to handle my own self. So negativity is hard.
0: It is. And I too am an empath. And mm-hmm. there were some, there were some days during the Christmas time mm-hmm. uh, shopping season that I just took on so many, so much energy from people that by the time I went home, I was so depleted, and I felt like I was just an empty shell, like yeah. absolutely nothing left. I had taken on so much, and mm-hmm. so I'm really practicing that today. Just yeah. not taking on everybody's energy because I don't have to.
1: Right. <laughs> I'm not required to do that. Exactly. Like who said? There's no book on that. There's no – who's
0: <laughs> who's making who's, those
1: roles? Yeah. Who's bossing me around? Nobody. Right. It's true. Uh,
0: well, Jennifer, I'm so proud of you. And where can we find your book? Where Where's the best place to go?
1: Right now, it's on Amazon. Um, and you can just basically type in, you know, retail stories from the dressing rooms and it'll pop up and it's actually, you know, it's in the business section of it because it is, um, it is part of the retail, you know, department. It's also in humor, so you can find it there. Okay. Um, and it's on Kindle and it's in paperback and I'm hoping, like I said, to pretty soon get it into boutiques, um, and things like that, little boutiques and throughout, you know, San Diego and hopefully all the way up the coast. I have also some, you know, influencers on Instagram that are going to start hopefully, you know, promoting it. And, um, I don't know. I'm, you know, just hoping and praying for the best, trying to get it out there. And actually, I'm, you know, writing another book, it's going to be a longer, (laughs) but that's, um, you know, that's going to probably take a while to do because I'm into all this other stuff too.
0: Absolutely. And yeah. we'll have to have you back when you're done with <laughs> that and yeah. it's published. And I will put everything in the show notes here so okay. everybody can find your book. We appreciate um, that. I can see it in, there's boutiques in LA that I've been to where I can absolutely see it.
1: Right. And Malibu, Um, since I, I oh, totally lived Mali- in Malibu. Malibu for eight years. So I, Although Malibu has changed a lot, um, and the boutiques I used really aren't aren't even there anymore. So unfortunately. Maybe Urban Outfitters. That's a good one.
0: That but would be a great place. That's
1: super commercial though. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but it's totally an urban item. I was actually just mm-hmm. in Urban Outfitters the other day. And uh, it would it would absolutely be perfect there. Let's mm. get it into urban. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knows anybody there. <laughs> So, uh, where can we find you on social media? Plug your socials. Okay. Well,
1: Instagram it's Jen J E N N Busa B U S A, and then Facebook it's just Jennifer Busalaki. Um, That's it for right now.
0: Yeah. That's where she is. That's where I you am. Guys, go get her book. Retails stories from the dressing rooms. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the Ageless Podcast. This was so much fun. Thank you, Jana. I appreciate it. Love you so much. Love you. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Ageless. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Tune in next week for a new episode.